GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I'm joined by a man who frequently gets mistaken for an underage Russian prostitute, Hovercraft Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because of the way he dresses, you know? It's the heels. Just stop wearing the heels. It wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Your intros, I swear... (laughs) Um, hey, uh, LPJ, good no, to be do it here. No, do it in your working voice. Thanks for, uh... Call him Big Daddy. Thanks, thanks for having me as a guest on the show, um, <laughs> as always. Uh, and I'm not the only guest this week. We are we are lucky enough to be joined by the Tush again this week. Welcome back to the show, Tush. Uh, thank you for having me, Svetlana. I think uh, last week's movie and this week's movie, I think when we decided to record them on the same night, I think I texted Tush and said, hey, next recording session is your wet dream of movies. <laughs> True. I believe that's exactly how I phrased it. I love the, I absolutely love, well, I love the paradoxical, paradoxically, I am all in for Mel Gibson and all in for Denzel. So. Yep. <laughs> uh Okay. So, uh, yes, we are talking about uh, The Equalizer uh, tonight. Uh, this movie uh, comes out on September 26, 2014. Uh, I will say that this was my first uh, viewing of this film. Uh, I, I mean, I knew that it existed. I knew it was a franchise. And I had always heard uh, Tush say, you know, good things about it. So I'd always kind of wanted to see it. Um but, you know, I just hadn't got around to it. So then, you know, when we were thinking of movies to do, it's like, hey, let's let's do it because I want to watch it. I had to rent it, though, which sucked. Um, but, yeah, uh, that that's kind of it. This is my first first viewing. Uh, what about you, uh, Tush? I definitely. So, again, I, like I said, I'm all in on Denzel. I think he's like like a higher level like um, Liam Neeson, like older action star. Because Liam Neeson, let's, let's be fair, at this point. It's, you know, it's like, okay, okay I'm showing up and getting ten million dollars. You know, it's like. So like with, when Denzel makes an action movie, it's always got really good co-stars. It usually ha- it usually has a really good director, you know. It's just like and so he is like one of the few sure things, in my opinion, for like an action movie. Like you remember when we were stuck on the uh, the tarmac in Austin? I'm like, okay, I'm watching Two Guns on my Kindle. You know? <laughs> I do re- I do remember that? So uh, yeah, I definitely about- saw it opening night. Think of the Canton Theater, the OG Canton, now Planet Fitness. What, what about you, uh, LPJ? Um, this was, when we started the podcast a while ago, this was one of those movies that, like, it was one of those, like, fly-under-the-radar movies that I always heard good things about. And so when we started the podcast, it was one of the first ones I watched um, and rented. And, uh, yeah, I just, I liked it. It was really good from the first time I saw it. Um, and there is something just magnetic about Denzel Washington. Like, I don't know exactly what it is, but there is 
he has this weird level, this weird, weird level of charisma that I can't think of very many actors that have it where he's just has a, a, where he's got like a gravitas about him, but at the same time, like he feels kind of like an everyman. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to explain. One of my dreams in life is to get one of the famous Denzel, like him to say to me, my man. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird. Thing, like, like he's, yeah, he's, awesome. he's super likable, but at the same time, like I don't know, you could very easily put him Play on heavy, a pedestal too. Yeah. So you know, it's it, so it that's one of the things that really drew me to this movie is he's just really good in this role and just in general. Well, yeah, also we, I remember watching the original Equalizer show with Alfred Woodward with my dad, like mm-hmm. back in like the eighties and nineties, and that was a that was a good, he was at, he actually still watches it on DVD, and like it's a. It's it, that's a really good show too, but so like the combination of Denzel and a property I remember fondly from childhood is like okay, I'm all in. Well, it's interesting because LPJ now sits down with his sons and watches the Queen Latifah Equalizer on CBS. So we do. Um, that and Living Single, we're we're a big Queen Latifah house guys. Um, sure. Yeah, it, it's funny you talk about uh, so much about Denzel uh, because we did were we were planning. Uh, I think this is going to be part of a Denzel Washington month. Uh, we were planning we we're going to do this. Man on fire, um, maybe the uh, uh, Magni- the Magnificent Seven remake, mm-hmm. uh, which I've never seen, but I've always heard is okay. I think oh, it's, it's really directed, good. I think it's directed it's really by the good. same guy that directed uh, same writer film. and director. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we'll get to that in a second. Also uh, has so, Haley Bennett in it too. Uh, so this movie has a budget of seventy three million dollars. Uh, it has a domestic gross of 101 million and a worldwide of 192 million. So I, I feel like a pretty good success. I don't remember this like being advertised like a ton. I feel like this and its subsequent sequels are movies that you're we're like, oh, that's coming out. Like <laughs> you hear about right. it like two months before it yeah. comes. Yeah, no, I agree. Like it, it, it they kind of uh, it has a. They kind of catch off guard. Which, you know, it, it seems low, but it's kind of what I would think for maybe this movie. And it's definitely higher than the 9% that Beverly Hills Cop 3 got. Um, and then it has an audience score of 77%, which seems to track as to what I would think for this movie. What was, um, what was the, I'm sorry, you, you, we, had a, we had a glitch in the system here. What was your, what was the, uh, the, the Rotten Tomato scores again? 60%. 60, okay, thank you. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, top grossing movies of 2014. Uh, number one, this one always throws me for a loop, is American Sniper. Uh, number two is The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Uh, and number three is a film that we covered on this very podcast, Guardians of the Galaxy, the original one. Uh, this movie, The Equalizer, comes in at 31st in the domestic box office. And other movies we have covered in 2014 are number 56, the not very good RoboCop remake, uh, and number 77, uh, the original John Wick. So uh, that's 2014 for you. Uh, LPJ, did you want to talk about the uh, director of this movie? Yeah, it's Antoine Fuqua. Um, he has... He got kind of his big like breakout, I'd say, with uh, Training Day. Um, then he followed it up with a lot of other really good movies, uh, except his King Arthur movie. Except for that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like Shooter was a was a relatively big hit. Olympus has fallen. Um, then he did, you know, the uh, the Equalizer <laughs> movies, The Magnificent Seven. Um, he's just kind of, and he produces a lot of stuff too. Uh, 
and he's just kind of a go-to director for people like uh, like Denzel Washington kind of always has him on the back burner for movies he wants to make and, and, and be in. Um, just a very, very, just a really good, like solid director of kind of every type of genre of film. Uh, what about writer? Uh, hold on, I was getting to that. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, sorry, I had to pull it up. Writer, uh, Richard Wank, um, he obviously wrote the Equalizer movies, but he also wrote Equal- uh, Expendables 2, which we uh, just covered a couple weeks ago. You, what did you say his last name was? Wank. Oh, Dave always said if you're not a mank, you're a wank. So. It's true. He does, he does. <laughs> Sucks to uh, be uh, uh, but Yeah, he wrote Expendables 2, a um, bunch of other stuff. Jack, the, other, what, the, the sequel to Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher Never Go Back. Oh, you know what? I'm, uh, and it's my fault. I got, I got, I got the podcast out of order, but uh, I'll get it back in order as soon as if you're done talking about the writer. It's fine. Yeah, please continue. Okay, so this movie, um, <laughs> sorry, I got, I'm all thrown for a loop. I apologize. Uh, so this movie, as I talked about, it stars Denzel Washington, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, who might just go by Chloe Moretz now. I'm unclear, uh, and then. Uh, uh, David Harbour, which I didn't know was this. Bill Pullman shows up, which I was surprised about, and uh, Melissa Leo, uh, who I kind of like recognize the name. I-, I don't know if there's anyone else you guys want to talk about. David, uh, well, I mean, the, the, the big villain is, I mean, like the henchman villain is Martin Sokas. He, he's a lot of stuff. He was in, you know, he's the bad guy in Triple X. Yep. He he was Celeborn in the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, he, he shows up in a lot of different things. He does. Yeah, he's a he's a character actor. He just kind of shows up as kind of like a either a lackey of somebody, like a, like a top lackey of somebody, or as like the fill in villain of the week on TV and stuff like that. Um, exactly. Same thing with David Muner, who is Slavi. Uh, he shows up in all kinds of different things too. He's an he's been an angel. He's been on like charmed you've seen him in uh castle he's in justified oh he's johnny crowder in justified yeah yeah and i would be remiss if i didn't mention vladimir kulich who is the lead uh bull wolf in uh the 13th warrior and he's the swede in smoking aces and as he's plays the beast in joe's favorite season of angel season four Ugh, season four of Angels must skip TV, except for the uh, the episode where they all lose their memories. Um, that's a good one. Uh, okay, let's do some uh, net worth if you guys are, are up for it. Uh, let's start with uh, David Harbor. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet David Ayer Suicide Squad money. Uh, LPJ, what do you think for David Harbor? Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet Hellboy remake money. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty million. Okay. What do you think, think? Uh, Tush? He's got that sweet, sweet Walk Among the Tombstones money cool. with Liam Neeson. Um, I'm gonna say Stranger Things. Weird. He's, he has, he's married to Lily Allen too, so good on him. Uh, I'm gonna say he's got twenty-five million. Ooh, you guys overshot the mark. Only $6 million for David Harbour. Only $6 million. Wow, really? Uh, yes. Huh. Next up, Melissa Leo. I know she's famous. I don't have a sweet, sweet anything for her. What do you think, Tush, for Melissa Leo? Sweet, sweet homicide life on the streets money. Okay. Um, I'm going to say she can't be worth that much. She's done okay in recent years. Oh, and she was in um, uh, the one with The Rock. Oh, it's not... 
not drive. It's the one with uh oh faster. Yeah, faster. <laughs> but anyway, I think she probably got like two million. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Uh, LPJ. The only other movie I know her from is The Fighter. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that sweet, sweet The Fighter money. Uh, I'll say I'll say seven million. Uh, nine million dollars. So yeah. she oh, somehow has more. She has more money than David Harbor, which I wouldn't have guessed, but. <laughs> She's been um, at it for like 35 years, so fair enough. investments. Uh, next up, uh, Bill Pullman. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet Independence Day money. What do you think, uh, Tush, for Bill Pullman? He's got that sweet, sweet while you were sleeping money. <laughs> um, I'm going to say he's worth $12 million. Uh, what do you think, uh, LPJ? He's got that sweet, sweet, weird science money. Oh, no, that's Bill Paxton. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh. I always do that. Uh, I'll go... You're doing estates in that case. <laughs> Let's go... I'll go $30 million. Uh, $20 million for Bill Pullman. <laughs> it reminds me of that uh, that Simpsons joke where it's <laughs> like where they're like, uh, ably played by Bill Paxton. He's like, that's Bill Pullman, you fool! <laughs> <laughs> um okay so yeah 20 million for bill pullman doing pretty good for himself uh next up chloe grace moretz she's got that sweet sweet kick-ass money uh lpj what do you think for chloe grace moretz or maybe just chloe moretz if you're listening chloe let us know if you drop the grace from your name yeah oh, also join, i just join realized the that um bill pullman the discard. Well, discard. bill pullman is the name of the massage parlor that lpj is gonna open bill, bill <laughs> Yes, that's that's exactly exactly what we're gonna do. Is that, no, yes. don't, there was no we about it. He said you were opening it. <laughs> no, listen, you're the you're the one who gets mistaken for the prostitute. Obviously, it's got to be you. You're you're a poster child. Sure. All right, just tell Literal me how child. Yeah. She's got sweet, sweet kick ass money. What do you think? She's got that sweet, sweet. It's a great show, The Peripheral on Amazon. You should watch it. It's fantastic. Uh, I'll go fifteen million. Uh, what do you think, uh, Tush? She's got that sweet, sweet season two of My Name is Earl money. Um, played a knife-throwing girl. Um, so I'm going to say she has $15 million. $12 million. $12 million for Chloe Moretz. Finally, Denzel Washington. He's got that sweet, sweet equalizer two money. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Tush, for Denzel Washington? Well, he's got that sweet, sweet Fallen money, which Fallen is a legit great movie if you haven't seen it. Um, I'm going to say he's worth $200 million. Okay. What do you think, uh, LBJ? He's got that sweet, sweet uh, Mo Better Blues money? Yeah, that's a Mo Better answer. <laughs> uh, I'll go, I'm going to go $250 million. Ooh, guys, they're both low at $280 million for Denzel Washington. $280 yeah, for him. million. Dollars. He deserves it. He, he deserves, deserves it. You know, he deserves more. My man. Uh, okay. What uh, would you guys like to talk about or bring up before we get into the plot of this uh, movie? Uh, this is a film property that's been kicked around kind of since the TV series ended. Like, they've been trying yeah. to make a movie for this for forever. And uh, if it took a while, but eventually, obviously, they made it. Uh, but it went through several hands uh, of ownership. Are you sure they made it? I don't know, guys. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Um, 
we all had a collective hallucination that we watched this movie. We did, yeah. And and then Wikipedia mysteriously put a article up there about their force. Uh, or we did. That's probably what it is. Yeah, no, this is good. I, I've totally forgot that took this takes place in Boston. Uh, and then I, then I realized that then I realized that uh, David Harper's Boston accent is atrocious. It's atrocious, yeah. and it seemingly doesn't exist for like. If he has 12 scenes in the movies, for seven of them, he's not even attempting an accent. No. And then he like yeah, randomly... Yeah, he, really, he really flubbed the line when they asked him if his car was still in the reservoir. So the fix for that was, well, let's just throw a Boston Red Sox hat on him. Yeah, I also David like, Harbour's I... like, supposedly, the way his character talked was worse than the Russian guy's fake uh, Boston accent when he goes like interview yes, Denzel. you're right. <laughs> I like that they basically say that Denzel like admits he's like, yeah, I just did this movie because of like contractual obligations. Yeah. Then he, um, he's like, oh, I really kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'll make two more of them. Like as long um, as I can tell people not to eat potato chips. <laughs> yes. Um, what about you, Tush? You got anything you want to bring up before we start talking about the plot? No, no, I'm I'm good to go. All right, let's go. And this movie starts off, as you would expect, with a Mark Twain quote. Uh, <laughs> it says... the two Very most, literate movie. Yeah, it says the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you found out why. Mark Twain quote, start the movie, was not expecting that. Um, so the beginning of the movie is like introducing us to Denzel Washington's character. Um, and, and it's kind of just like, uh, he's very like rigid and like... Um, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Compulsive disorder. Yeah. yeah, and he's very, like, you know, he's, like, trims his hair, he makes a smoothie, cleans his shoes, and, like, is straightening everything, and it's, like, you know, it's, like, and he has he has this job at uh, Home Mart, which is clearly supposed to be, like, a Home Depot or, uh, uh, like, Lowe's-type place. I did have a note, he wears the same New Balance shoes as me. Oh, nice. Look at that. Uh, you guys might as well be brothers. True. Uh, and he's he's really friendly. He's he's nice to everyone. He works with this guy Ralphie, uh, who's uh, who who who's um he's helping to lose weight because Ralphie wants to become a security guard at Aim <laughs> High at uh, uh, Home Mart, um, uh, which I never seen. I feel like I've never seen like uniformed security guards walking around like Home Depot. But admittedly, I'm not at Home Depot a lot, so and it's Boston, so you know, yeah. They, they don't. There's always a bunch of Southies in there trying to run scams. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So he's very orderly. He's routine based. Uh, and every night he like he can't sleep at night. So he goes to this like all night diner and like reads a book there. Uh, and he's friends with uh, Chloe Grace Moret's character, uh, who's, who's a prostitute uh, and, and talks to her about like, oh, what books he's reading and stuff like that. Um, uh, so then like uh, so we so we kind of set that up and then like. You know, he's back at Home Mart and people are asking him, like, oh, what'd you like? He's kind of mysterious. And they're like, what'd you do before this? And he tells them that he was a pip. Like, uh, <laughs> and I like that they. Yeah. And I like that they pulled the video and he was like doing the dance moves. Um, so then he's like, then he's back at the diner and um, he, he's talking to Chloe uh, Moretz about the. He's reading The Old Man in the Sea. Uh, and, and Dave, what'd you have to say about. Denzel I was just reading. they talked about like they talked about like oh the last time I saw you you were reading that it's like that book's like 180 pages long it's not a, it's not a very long read so I feel like that's like for a guy who can't sleep that's like a read it in one night book but you know that's just my but at the same time you need that there for the metaphor you know right. yes 
Um, so anyway, so then like then we so there's a lot of establishing of what's going on before this movie kind of gets off and running. So then he's well, like training. There is, but I would say it needs it. Like no, they do, I get they it. They do a good job of setting everything up in the beginning and paying it all off at the end. No, yeah. I I, I do, get it. One thing I think would make it better is like, oh, what are you reading? He's like, oh, I'm reading Super Fudge by Judy Blue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm I'm reading. Bonicula. <laughs> that's, Bonicula. That's, that's, the that's celery deep, at midnight. That's a deep cut that I know uh, Jody will appreciate. Yes, he will. I'm, re- I'm reading the Holiday Inn. Um, <laughs> Bonicula, check it out. It's a vampire bunny. I believe uh, uh, Bonicula drains like carrots and stuff like that. Yeah, um, true. Anyways, enough about Bonicula. Um, so he's helping Ralphie train. He's like pulling a tire, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then he's back at the diner talking to uh, Chloe Moretz. And, like, a thing that kind of doesn't pay off is that, like, she's, I guess, like a singer. And so she gives him uh, her her demo. But we never even actually get to hear the demo. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. It, it, anyways. Um, and then, like, his wife died. But they it don't really. It would be great know. if he, like, listened to it. It's like, oh, maybe you should keep hooking. Um, <laughs> you know, you focus so, on what you're good at. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, so Denzel's wife is dead, but they don't – I don't know. Maybe they explore it in some of the other movies, but they don't really, I feel like, elaborate they it. They explore uh, it in the sequel. Okay. So she's dead. Um, and then, like, back at the diner um, – and, and, like, he's, like w- – like, she has bruises on her face, and I guess it's because, like, a client got, like, handsy with her. So he, like – and then, like, he's, like – Denzel's walking her home, and, like, her, her pimp shows up and, like, slaps her around – and he's well, it's because she in. keeps she's ignoring his phone calls. <clears throat> yeah. So she just kind of wants to forget what happened and not do her job that night. So she's just sort of walking around with Denzel Washington chatting and stuff, and she keeps ignoring the phone calls from Slavi. Right. So he shows up and, like, slaps her around and, and forces her in the car and drives off. So, so then, like... Having okay. a character named Slavi who's a Russian, just like Whitey if it was a white guy, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, so then, like, white guys, but you know, so then, like, um, uh, he goes back to the diner, I don't know, maybe the next night, and she's not there. And the, the guy that runs the diner is like, I heard she's in the ICU. Like, how he heard about this, I don't know. But he's, he's got his <laughs> ear to the ground of all the happenings in like, Boston. Uh, probably all the hookers eat there. All right, that's true. Enough. So, uh, she's in the hospital in the ICU. She got the crap beat out of her. Uh, Denzel Washington talks to one of her co-workers uh by Ailey Bennett who's also in the Magnificent Seven and looks weirdly like Jennifer Lawrence yes so he talks and he finds out that basically she got beat up by Slavi um so like Denzel Washington goes to see Slavi uh and he's kind of like hey he offers is it $9,800 and Slavi keeps calling it $9,000 he keeps correcting him uh, and, and like, uh, he won't go for it. He's trying to get, just like get her freedom and he won't go for it. Um, well, he and- knows, he, he knows he's not going to, he's not going to pick that. He's what his whole deal is. He's giving people a choice. You know, he's saying yeah. it's not about the money. It's about making the right choice. So he passes the money to him and, and, and it's a gesture to say, you can choose to do the right thing and let this girl go, or you can choose to not do the right thing and there'll be consequences for that without saying that there'll be consequences for that. Yeah. Right. And like, it's like when I tried to buy hovercraft Joe's freedom from LPJ, yeah. <laughs> no dice. Um, 
So I, I, I believe he's. I believe he's like, I don't know if he says it out loud, but he definitely is like, yeah, it's going to take me like 16 seconds to kill everyone in this room. And he sets like his watch timer. And then like, I was telling this to, to Tush um, at work this week. The only thing I don't really like about this movie is it does like the whole like, like Sherlock, like psych yeah. thing where he's kind of like seeing a whole room and everything and like zooming in, like, and now he's going to do that. And then I like that he does kill everyone in the room and he seems kind of disappointed that it took him 19 seconds as opposed to 16. Um, yeah. And it's like really brutal, like ways that he's like killing oh, yeah. all these people in the yeah, room. And he, he takes a shot glass. The guy getting killed with a corkscrew. Is yeah, a corkscrew. Great. takes a shot glass and jams it in somebody's eye. Oh, that, and when they show the guy's photo afterwards, I'm just like, Gaping yeah. hole in his eye. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's very brutal and it's super quick. And he just like, I I love the way he uses that knife. Like yes, he that is from what I can tell a, a well trained knife uh, knife execution. I, f- I definitely thought Tush was going to add something to that. I thought so too. No, no, no. I just completely agree. It's really well done. <laughs> Um, so he kills everyone in there. Uh, he goes back to work at home, Mark, the next day. Uh, Ralphie made his ta- target weight, so it's, like, great for him. Uh, he he watches a news report about the guys that were, he killed, uh, and then that's when, like... Uh, I love how... Like, hold on. I love how the, the, the police are just instantly like, yeah, you know, gangland turf war. That's got to <laughs> be what happened. Classic case of uh, somebody stepping on other somebody else's territory and retaliation for that. That's got to be it. Your your Boston accent, flawless. It's almost as good as Teddy's. I wasn't even trying a Boston accent, and it was already better than David Harper's. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's when we're introduced to David Harper, and he's like a crooked cop, uh, and there's a guy in Teddy – uh, who who is like Teddy is like kind of like the 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 right hand man like henchman hitman for uh, what what's the main bad guy's name in this Pushkin Pushkin yeah he sends uh, he Vladimir Pushkin sounds a lot like Vladimir Putin but yeah <laughs> but when he sends uh, so when something goes wrong Pushkin sends Teddy to clean up the mess right um, okay. So then he uh, Denzel Washington finds out that Ralphie quit Home Mart. Uh, and, and he goes to see what's going on with Ralphie, and Ralphie's like, "Oh yeah, there was like a, there was like a fire in my mom's restaurant, so like I had to, you know, like I have to help her, like take care of it." Um, we'll come back to that in a second. Then uh, Teddy goes to meet with the Irish mob because he's upset because he's like, "Hey, we pay you for like protection and to operate in your area, and you let this happen." And then he like beats the shit out of that guy, Little John, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, and, and and we also find out that Teddy has a lot of tattoos because he's like sitting shirtless. Um, and I really thought that he was completely naked. And I was like, oh man, is this why Tush wanted to do this movie? Are we going to see this guy's Tush? Um, hey, it was your idea. <laughs> that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, like, uh, I guess we find out that Ralphie's mom is being shook down for money. From crooked cops, and yeah, they're the, the ones that yeah. like burn the restaurant down. Yeah, the whole neighborhood is, and um, they're working for the Irish mob, <clears throat> and they're the ones that are kind of like you know protection money essentially, uh, and shaking down all the all the businesses. Um, yeah. 
So but let's just say shakedown, breakdown, they're busted. <laughs> the busted. Uh, so, so Denzel Washington finds this out. He beats the shit out of the crooked cops. Is like, hey, P.S. By the way, I have you on like video or something shaking down uh, all these places. So like, return the money or I'm gonna release the video. Uh, and then they do return the money, which is kind of funny. Um, so Ralphie starts working at Home Mart again. Um, uh, uh, then, uh, we get a shot of Teddy and he's questioning the, the other prostitute that works with, uh, uh, Chloe, uh, Barrett's, uh, and, and he kills her. Um, Pretty then, brutally uh, too, like it was, yeah, it was real, real, um, serial killer esque. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he like, it was, like, oh, real, it, was a, it was, it was a Tavington moment where you're like, okay, I hate this guy so much now. Yeah, like he just like, and she she knew what was gonna happen, and he just choked her out. And then, then we get a fun scene where Denzel Washington is playing on the Home Mart softball team. Yeah, and I guess it's just there to show us all that like Ralphie's now a security guard because he's at the softball game in his full security guard uniform? Question mark. Um, uh, <laughs> so I don't know like, anything about security guards, Joe, but they're very proud people who like to. They're like the Queen's guards. They have to wear their uniforms everywhere. So then, like, uh, there's a robbery that, at, at, like, um, at, at Home Mart that Denzel Washington witnesses where this guy's, like, uh, holding up a cashier and takes all the money. And then he's like, hey, give me your ring. And she's like, no, it's blah, it's my mother's. And, like, then I was kind of mad because, like, Denzel, you could tell, he like, he runs out and he, like, clocks the guy's uh, uh, license plate. plate. And he goes in uh, and gets a sledgehammer. But then we don't get to see him, like, presumably beat the shit out of the guy with yeah, the sledgehammer. That's idea. It's supposed to be that badass that, like, okay, he did something bad to these guys with a sledgehammer. Yeah, because, yeah. like, the next day, like, the ring is in the lady's register, and I he puts the sledgehammer back, but I believe it has blood on it. He wipes it. No, he wipes yeah. it off. We're good. Oh, he wipes the now, blood off. why okay. he didn't wipe it off before he got there, <laughs> I don't know. It was just a double check. Um. Okay. So, uh, so then, then we get the scene that you guys talked about where Teddy, at this point, he's figured out who Denzel Washington is kind of like, at least where he lives. He doesn't, I don't feel like we ever get a full, and again, maybe it's elaborated on the sequel I haven't seen, but we don't really get a full explanation of Denzel Washington's past, like what no, he actually he's supposed did. supposed to be kind of mysterious. Right. Right. It's like the reading into it, he's a former Marine who then went on to work for, um, the, the, CIA. the CIA and um, was basically like a like a black ops spy for the CIA. Yeah. And to a certain extent, I feel like he was like Gerard Butler's character in Law Abiding Citizen. Where, like he set up like, you know, very meticulous and set up the hits and wet work and such, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah. So then like the scene you talked about where Teddy comes, goes to see him at his house and he's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm a detective investigating this. And like, I like the fact that Denzel Washington is just like, no, like <laughs> by it. At all, like he like questions all, all is like immediately sees through his story um, about him being a detective, uh, and then so then like Teddy sends someone to the diner to kill him. And I also like that Denzel Washington like immediately knows that that guy's not. Yeah, I can't remember how he knows. Oh, but he said like, he just looks at him. His and hands just, are his too. Hands are he's right. like, and he says, are "We waiting for somebody else, or is it just going to be you?" <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and he and he uh, he kills that dude in the diner, and he he walks out, and I like I like that badass thing where he walks out, and he's just got his phone, and he like takes uh-huh. pictures of Teddy. Um, 
and then they go to his apartment to try and get him but uh he's like across the street like just watching him from all the cameras in his apartment um and he's trying to make him think that he like left town but i don't think they believe it because he's they like check check his search history and they're like oh he booked a flight to mexico and stuff like that um so then he goes to see uh, um, uh, 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 Melissa Leo's character, right. who was like one of his old CIA like buddies. They call it the Defense Intelligence Agency in this, but this is the DIA. But it's okay. uh, it's, it's supposed to be. The well, they, they all the work Detroit for the Detroit Institute of Arts, Institute of Arts. <laughs> right? They all, yeah, it's a real. It's, it's just the front. The DIA is just the front we, guys. We have to protect this. Um, large uh, Rodan that was like the, you know, printing. So like they work together and I guess Bill Pullman was just her husband. Like he didn't work for the agency, did he? Right. Like they were, I no. think he did too. Okay. I feel like, he, I feel like he was something in the government. I feel like maybe, but she was essentially like his handler is, is basically what it kind of boiled down to. Well, okay. he was the president of the United States, Joe. Right. Right. That's <laughs> see. Yep. I missed that. I, thank you, Dave. I missed that part. I, and I like how they casually mention that, like, Denzel Washington, like, faked his own death. Because yeah. uh, they're, they're like, yeah, she never believed that you died in a car bomb. That's too, like, sloppy for you to fall for that. Um, so uh, he shows the picture of Teddy, and he gets all the information about Teddy and Teddy's boss. And I guess Teddy was a former, like, Spetsna, or is that what mm-hmm. they say he is? And, yeah. like, with, uh, with obviously Photoshop pictures of himself on <laughs> the battlefield. That's like, this movie's pretty airtight. I'm like, that's just such a terribly photoshopped photo picture. Yeah. Yeah. And why would they have photos of him on the battlefield posing like that? <laughs> That's true. Hey, they were real clear too. Like just him. Like there was nobody else yeah. in that picture with him. Hey, Teddy, we'll take picture of you. Then you know we go kill some Chechens. Oh, Russian no. glamour shot, huh? That's cool. but but his yeah. but his name's but what's his real name? I like the fact that like I oh, can't remember what Nikolai Yachenko. I, yeah, and I just like it that, like, after, like, Denzel finds that out, he just keeps calling him, like, Nikolai, like, after that, like, every time he runs into him. But I do like, so um, so he gets the information, and then, like, he leaves, and I like that, because um, uh, uh, he has that conversation with M- Melissa Leo, where someone's like, oh, I, you know, like, I know you said that you wouldn't go back to being that, or blah, 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 but I like that part where he leaves, and, like, Bill Pullman's like, oh, did, you know, did he get what he came for? And she was like, he didn't come for help. He came for permission, <laughs> which I like. Yeah. Um, so he goes back to uh, he goes back to Boston uh, and he pays David Harbor a visit. And I like David Harbor. He just like <laughs> David Harbor's all paranoid because they killed like the other crooked cops that worked for him. They say they found him in a car, like gag with their testicles in their mouth, which is like. <laughs> Okay, um, but I like that he like he locks David Harbor in his car in the garage, and he's already got it like the the uh, hose hooked up, and he's, he's pulling the exhaust in there, and like David Harbor's like yelling at him like, "Oh, you know I'm a cop or whatever," and like Denzel Washington just like casually rolling down the window like asking him questions, and then like he's like, "All right," and he's gonna like leave him in there, uh, and then like the next scene is like David Harbor like took him to like one of um uh like uh pushkin's like facilities where they're like laundering money maybe or just like they're like processing drugs laundering money um and and, um he he shuts down like the facility and like calls the cops and like turns uh david harbor in um and and, um so then he goes uh we, we, we it's like teddy 
uh, is, is having um, dinner at a restaurant uh, and he's like talking to one of his lieutenants about how and the lieutenant's like, oh, we're going to find this guy. No problem. And then he's like, he goes to use the bathroom. And then like Denzel Washington sits down, throws the dude's like bloody sunglasses on the table. And he's like, yeah, he, he won't be coming back. <laughs> um, so, and he tells he tells Teddy, he's like, hey, you know what? Tell Pushkin to shut down his operations or I'm going to keep messing oh, shit up. What I love is before he does that, though, he sits. That's where he sits down and he has a conversation with with Teddy about like revealing all the stuff he knows about Teddy at that point. Oh, that's right. He I knows the tells- entire backstory and says, tells him, let me tell you about a hypothetical story about this little boy who's taken in by this kind Russian family. And it oh, that's lays right. this forgot. whole thing out. And you can yeah. just see Teddy's eyes like, Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot about that. He does. He knows his entire background and that's when he keeps calling him his Nikolai, real name. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and, and like I said, he's kind of like, hey, tell Pushkin to shut down his operations or I'm going to keep messing shit up for him. And they kind of don't believe him. So he he goes through uh, Denzel Washington, he goes through David Harbour's like computer and he had all this like dirt and stuff like on Pushkin. Uh, and he sends all those files to the FBI, which I love. And then he goes to, and he like, this part was slightly confusing. He blows up one of Pushkin's ships, but it also like that it like causes like, a cascade of explosions or like it's a, uh, it's an oil tanker. So the oil tanker is so that the, the ship is in the process of like transferring oh. oil back and forth. So he blows it up, which immediately blows up the rest of the pipeline. But what's bananas is he's walking he through that explosion, right? He's walking just in front of that explosion as he's walking by, Right, it's he's not being affected by the explosion at all, but that tanker that's on, like right next to him is clearly the the metal's <laughs> boiling next to him well, and like that, make it just about to explode. That's what I was like. He is, he's, I I like kind of like Dave said. This movie pretty much holds up, but I was like, that's so lame that he's just casually walking away from the biggest explosion in the world. He's just like, like he's taking a stroll, like not even walking fast, and it's just like blowing up behind him. I'm like, okay, like... They can't cover that in the other guys, like, oh, (laughs) seeing Star Wars when Falcon flies away is bullshit. bullshit. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, so... um, Teddy's men, uh, uh, they they take all the, the the workers at Home Mart hostage. Yeah, they're playing with. So Pushkin, this entire time, Pushkin's calling Teddy and like, you know, get me results, get me results, or you know, you're gonna face consequences. And so Teddy's plan is, well, if I can't get to, uh, if I can't get to uh, Denzel Washington directly, then I'm going to, you know, hit him where it hurts, and that's his friends. So he figures out where he works. And then takes all these people hostage, which I and I thought it was funny because they're kind of like, "Hey, you know, turn yourself into us, or we're going to kill all the guys." I don't know, like they've seen everything. Why didn't they think that he was like going to be like, "All right, I'm just going to go and kill the guys and rescue the people at Home Mart"? Like they like left like four people there. I don't know why they thought that that was going to be a good plan. Well, like he couldn't just go and kill those guys because he does he goes and he kills everyone and i do love that like so he kills the guys and he rescues the hostages well, and just, then like just kill, you're, you're glossing over a lot of really good stuff so well, he doesn't just yeah. kill he the plays guys midnight train to georgia right so he, <laughs> he he flips the lights off in the circuit breaker first thing well, he that's, does that's after 
he he kills like the first couple guys, and then when Teddy and the rest of the guys shows up, that's when he turns off the lights, and that's when he like starts doing all really brutal. Oh, okay, yes, it, that's fair. Yes, like the one guy that he like with the uh, basically wire. hangs with barbed wire and like watches the life like drain out of his eyes. Yeah, that was creepy. And then he he takes the uh, the uh, uh, tree trimmer and like puts it through the dude's neck. Yeah, the guy that the guy like stops. Because he sees the blood and he like looks up to see the guy that's hanging from the barbed wire and he just like <laughs> and he like puts the shears like through his neck. Um, he has that really brutal fight with the guy with the funny mustache where they're yeah. like stabbing each other with broken glass. Yep. Um, and then the microwave. Oh, that's right. What does he put in there? Like kerosene or whatever? Yeah, like propane tanks and stuff. Like little portable right. propane tanks. And then so then he has um he has uh what's his name um. Ralphie. Ralphie flipped the circuit breaker on when the guy's in the room so that the conveniently it's a microwave that has the manual analog dial on it and not a <laughs> digital one uh, so that it flips on, turns on the microwave, and blows up. Yeah, and, and Ralphie gets Ralphie stays behind, and he kind of helps Denzel after his fight with the mustachioed man. Right. Um, and, and Ralphie gets shot, but he, but he's okay. He gets shot, but he's fine. And he's like, he's telling him to go flip the circuit breakers. And he does, like he said, but then, uh, Teddy catches up to him and is like going to kill him. Uh, but then Denzel Washington shows up and brutally murders Teddy with a nail gun. Listen, I have, I generally have a lot of problem with people using nail guns. This one, however, is the actual right one you would use to shoot somebody with nails. This is a CO2 powered bolt gun that they use to secure uh that they use to secure wall framing to metal to uh to concrete bases so like Like this thing what like they're using dark man (laughs) (laughs) don't even start on dark man no this thing is like it's shooting um 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 like like half inch or three quarter inch bolts into concrete that's what it's used for and he's shooting teddy with these things that's that's crazy how how much that could possibly hurt and like damage him. Well, yeah, because at first like you don't even see it. At first he's like you think he's gonna kill Ralphie, and then you see like one of these things like rip through his leg. I think it is. Yeah, because they're uh, moving because and- they're going fast enough to pierce your skin, but slow enough to like stick in there and not just pass right through. I felt like that they were passing through though. Some of them might have been, yeah, but they're getting they're tearing some stuff up. Yeah, so he like I, I he shoots him a lot of times with that nail gun. I feel like yeah. uh, before he finally puts him out of his misery. Uh, and then I like that the follow up scene is that he goes to Russia and murders. That's Pushkin. my favorite, like one of my favorite parts. Like no, 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 we don't want to leave any loose ends. We're killing this guy too in like the most elaborate way where the guy the Russian thinks he's gonna live, and then it's like nope. Yeah, he like tricks him into electrocuting himself. Right, but which. I, I don't understand why he even bothers because he had already killed everyone else in the place. Well, that's what I'd like too, because they establish like the establishing shot is that like Pushkin's in this mansion in, in Russia and there's all these guards everywhere. And then he's like casually taking a shower. Uh, and that's when Denzel shows up and you think that he's going to just kill him, but then he does it. But then he like tricks him into electrocuting himself, which seemed unnecessary. But then I like that when Denzel's walking out of the mansion, you just see every single guard is dead. <laughs> like he just murdered them all. Um, it, it's pretty great. Um, he, he goes back home to Boston and he uh, talks to Chloe Moretz. She's out of the hospital. She's getting her life back together. She's got a job that's not being a prostitute. Um, it turns out uh, 
someone had given her $10,000, so that $9,800, uh, to get out of town and go make a new life for herself. Right. But it seems like so she's staying in town. Craft, yo. <laughs> well, when but she found seems- out that, like, Slavi was dead, she came back and all okay. that stuff. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, so Denzel Washington, uh, the movie ends with him, like, setting up a uh, a, a website to like basically help people it's like, it's right? like a message board on like reddit essentially what um, what is what is the um and this is gonna be a dumb question um and that, that's the end of the movie but i want to ask uh what's the plot uh, of the equalizer tv show like what's that show it's, about? it's basically like the a team except mm-hmm. with one guy where it's like okay people and, have it people like you know we need help and he helps and the heading of that so at the very end of the movie here he writes that heading you know are you do you need, are you yeah. in trouble? Do you need help? That's kind of like how every episode of The Equalizer starts. Like yes. it's people answering that kind of question and and, and 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 asking for help. It's like a, it's like he puts a ad in the paper or something. In the does he yeah. does he brutally murder people? With nail yes, guns in the I mean not as as brutally as eighties TV would allow, but yeah, he kills right. a lot of people on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, hold on, I I was seeing that they um somewhere in here they have what that message was, and I was going to read it, but I don't. I don't see it now. You guys talk for a second. I want to see if I can see it. Um, well, we, I could mean, talk, we could talk about uh, the, so it was originally going to be, it was announced in 2010 with Russell Crowe was going to star in it. And Paul Haggis was going to be the director. Uh, but then they both dropped out and that's when yeah. Denzel kind of came on board and they went Russell through Crow like, was like oh, the son of American gangster. He's like, Hey, why don't you make this movie? Yeah. <laughs> and then they went through like three directors before, um, Denzel Washington suggested Antoine Fuqua and uh, they brought him on board and immediately obviously made an impact on the film. Uh, and he started every it, day on the set by saying, Hey, let's Fuqua this up. The, uh, the, the, the post was entitled odds against you need help. That was it. That was a lot of work yeah. to find that. So here's one thing I, I skipped over and uh, because I skipped over it last week, I'm also going to give you the taglines for the Patriot because I totally forgot. Thanks. So let's start with the. There's only one tagline listed for the uh, Equalizer, and all it is is, "What do you see when you look at me?" Uh, okay. Uh, now, just uh, to be a completionist, the taglines for last week's movie, The Patriot, are, "What would you do if they destroyed your home, threatened your family?" I would say they more than threatened this family. <laughs> Where would you draw the line? Okay. The next okay. one is a long before tagline. this one's longer. Before they were soldiers, they were family. Before they were legends, they were heroes. Before there was a nation, there was a fight for freedom. All right. And, and then again, the last and again, one. Just to recap, these are for the Patriot, not the Equalizer. Correct. And then yeah. the last one for the Patriot well, they is. They kind of apply to both. The last one. Yeah, this one, the last one for the Patriot is some things are worth fighting for. And you know what? I just didn't want people to be like, hey, uh, Hovercraft Joe, where are the taglines for the Patriot? So I, when I realized that I had forgotten them, I pulled them back up. And the funny thing is, I almost forgot to read them again until just now. Yeah. Well, joke's on you. This episode's going to be have uh, come out a week after uh, the other one did. So you're going to have a week of people asking what happened to the taglines. Oh, man. Um, but what what can you guys uh, – I, I, I will say that after watching this, I was really curious to watch the second one. Is the second one as good, second better than – more a personal one? revenge story. I yeah. mean, this one is to a certain I, extent. I saw the second one. I don't remember any of it, though. I do. It's about his past, and 
I can't tell you who the bad guy is, but you know him. Um, and yeah, it's more it's about Jody. like a revenge. But there's also, but he's also going around helping the community and such too. But yeah, I don't remember. I know the third third one's coming out in uh in a month, a little less than a month. Yeah, less than a month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got some. I have some uh, role reversals. Is that good? You were, you were, yeah, that okay, was okay. that was me like rubbing my hands together uh, in anticipation. Really, the only one I had was for uh, Chloe Chloe Moretz's character, uh, Anna Kendrick, Kelly McDonald, and Nina Dobrev. Ooh, Nina Dobrev. Those would all be good, but if they're still going with the teenage thing, it wouldn't. Well, work. originally the role was supposed right. to, she was supposed to be like a twenty four year old. Yep. Okay, uh, and Chloe Moretz like wanted the role so bad that she basically convinced uh, the director that it should be younger, like the part. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to see Anna Kendrick as a hooker. You know, <laughs> uh, the music we didn't talk about that music was pretty solid. I liked it. It was uh, Henry Gregson Williams who has done lots of music for a lot of the a lot of the movies we've covered here. Uh, he also did all the music for the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, but Joe, you'll know him uh, as the uh, as the composer of where to go uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, nice. Okay, right. Uh, and he did another one that we just covered too. Uh, I can't find it now. The Meg. There it is. Oh, the Meg. Nice. Ooh. Also, I should say that I I believe. Um, that this year, 2014, uh, was uh, a year that one of the uh, lost episodes of the podcast came out. I believe it's when when I was looking at the um, the box office. I think it's when Days of Future Past came out, which is an episode that we were originally going to do. Uh, I know we talked about yeah, it is 2014. It was we talked about this before. It was going to be a crossover with Legend of Retro, yep. and we were going to cover uh, 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 Days of Future Past and talk about the X-Men arcade game. But it was like right then, then like COVID lockdown started happening and it got scrapped. But somewhere, I think I eventually threw them out, but like it got to the point where I literally watched the entire movie and had like nine pages of notes about it. So. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff like the, the, there's a lot of episodes that we had lined up for various podcasts that just didn't happen. Because of COVID. So like that, we had the Toe Jam and Earl episode for Legend of Retro. Uh, there was the, the the first time we were going to cover Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Fate of Atlantis, yes. Uh, go back and listen to that uh, episode of the Legend of Retro. Because I remember, and I talk about it in the episode, how I watched like a nine-hour playthrough in yeah. preparation of it. And then we didn't record the episode. But anyways, um, I, I think we're probably ready to rate this, don't you think? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Um, I'll tell I feel like. You. Oh, I was gonna say I think the tush should go first. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Okay. Yeah, I, I really enjoy this movie. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I mean, you know, it's got flaws, but it's just a good. It's a fun watch. <laughs> I was like, man, you're really cutting to the chase. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's it's a fun watch. It's got flaws, but I mean, it's still like I said, like you know, all the acting in it, except David Harbour's accent, is good. Um. I just think, you know, it's got really solid action, and I'm going to go with four machine guns. Oh, all right. A very, very solid four machine guns. Uh, LPJ, why don't you go next? Sure. Uh, yeah, Dave, I'm kind of right there with you. I really enjoyed this movie. I, 
have liked it every time I've watched it. Um, it's one I it's one of those movies that I recommend to people to 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 watch. It kind of flies under the radar. People don't really know about it, um, but it's a great movie. And it's you know what, Denzel Washington is so damn watchable. Like it's true. You can't. He's there's something about Denzel Washington that you ha- he's just. He steals every scene. Like you, you can't not love watching Denzel Washington. What we're learning from this episode is that LBJ has Denzel a Washington. giant man crush on Denzel Washington. He's he's a fantastic actor. Like there's just something he's about him. Works. I love Denzel Washington. Um, and uh, everyone else is really good in this too. Even the villains who normally, normally the villains are kind of throwaway in movies like this because the budget's you know usually a little bit lower. They'll get a big star, pay him all the money. And then whatever's left over goes to everybody else in the cast. But I think all of these actors that they picked were kind of perfectly cast, with the exception of David Harbour. Um, yeah. <laughs> although, you know, He's honestly. so mad when he hears this. You know, honestly, uh, I, think he, I actually gone. think he was, other than his crappy accent, I think he was right for the part. Like, I think he Fre- fits. That's true. Frequent listener of the podcast, Frequent David listener, Harbour. David Harbour. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm not I coming on to the Violent Night episode anymore. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, we're definitely doing uh, Violent Night. I haven't seen year. it. Oh, that I haven't flat. seen it. So, you we'll haven't throw, seen we'll throw, it? We'll no, throw I David couldn't Harvey go when you guys home. went. I didn't get a chance to. Uh, I did not. I did not see it in the theaters. I wanted to see it so bad that I just straight up bought it, like without seeing it, like just like if they released it. And I was like, I'm buying. It. I saw it in theaters. All right. I'll, I'll, I, yeah, I have not had a chance to see it. Anyway, well, it's on Prime now. So, getting back to my rating. Oh, sorry. You know. Uh, I love this movie. I'm also going to go for Machine Guns. I think people should watch it, and I think it's just infinitely watchable. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, really did enjoy this movie. Um, like you said, Denzel Washington is great in it. Um, uh, it's you know, it, you know, it takes a little bit, uh, and like you said, they obviously they establish everything, and it, it's for a reason. But like. I, and the thing that I kind of like about this movie, which is kind of a weird thing to say because you kind of want there to, but like never at any point in this movie did I doubt, like, like they try and make like Teddy like so menacing, but it's like you never really, it's like, well, he's, he's just like Denzel's not going to have a problem taking care. Like, you know, there's never really a doubt that Denzel's going to take out all the bad guys. And I kind of like that about this movie. And it, yeah. and I, oh, go ahead. I said, yeah, I, it's green. And um, yeah, like you said, the performances are good, and, and it did it did make me it makes me want to watch the sequel, and I, you know, and then I'll see the third one too. So, uh, I I maybe not quite exactly where you guys are, but I'm pretty close. I'm gonna give it three and a half machine guns because I really did enjoy it. Um, uh, yeah, I th- that's where I'm at with it. I liked it. If you haven't seen it, I'm assuming a lot of people you know who listen to the podcast have seen this movie, but if you haven't, I would definitely check it out. Yeah, it's a great movie. I really like it a lot. Uh, anything you guys want to, anything, any other things we've missed for this film? Anything you want to bring up? Uh, clearly you're thinking hard. Um, okay. No, apparently that's a no. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything you want to plug? Dave, you want to plug yes. your, uh, your book again? No, I'd like to plug the grand opening of Bill Pullman's, uh, Hovercraft <laughs> Joe will be on hand. Dresses Lana. I'll be on uh, hand, all right. Exactly. LPJ and I will be there. It's kind of a different vibe. We'll have babushkas on, <laughs> and hair, we'll have hairy moles and stuff like that. The real, the real full Russian spa experience. Mm-hmm. And it's so. just called Bill Pullman's. 
Bill Pullman. We were, we were going to go with Pullman. Dick Pullman's, but it, we thought that yeah, might, have been, might have been a little too on the nose. Bill, exactly. Bill Pullsman. No, Bill Bill's Pullman. And, and just, I mean, like, you know, and we're, you know, I know the Russian thing might not be too popular right now, but, you know, HJs are evergreen, so. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, last... Last week we did horrendous accents. Nobody did a terrible Russian accent this whole episode. Well, it's because we because David Harbor did enough of a terrible accent for all of us. <laughs> yeah, he kind of ruined it. He really should, did. Do you think this movie would be better if it had uh, if the villains were French? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we are going to get you, Mister Denzel. Oh, Mel Gibson! I killed some wounded prisoners while you weren't looking. <laughs> guys. guys. We already covered the Patriot. This is the Equalizer. David Hoffa, I'm not impressed by your performance. Back to the Equalizer, guys. Come on. All right. Anything you want to plug, Joe? Um, you know, just Tubi, uh, Pluto TV, um, great uh, free streaming services that have a ton of content. Um, I recently finished watching uh, Transformers: uh, Rise of the Beast. And I will say this is not a huge compliment, but it's the best Transformers movie I've seen since the original. I never saw Bumblebee, full confession, but it, is, it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, do you have anything else I want to plug? Do you have do you have like a link tree, or are you on OnlyFans? Oh, like where can no. people go to hire your services? Oh, we're still continuing with the prostitute jokes. <laughs> So that's a no. I mean, exclusive. Yo, just wake up every morning reeking of sweat and borch. <laughs> All right. What do you want to plug, LPJ? This episode uh, is really Discord. running out of steam. <laughs> if the guests want to plug Overcraft Joe. <laughs> well, he's going to be at the opening of Bill Pullman's. Uh, so <laughs> go to Discord. And, uh, and chat with us. Tell us about all your weird, freaky fantasies. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't tell us about that. There will that. be some weird ones. Absolutely don't tell us about that on the Discord. They will be demanding feet pics within a day. <laughs> okay, anyway, Discord. So just Google search us, Last Action Podcast Discord. It'll pop up. Or go to GameZillaMedia.com and Scroll to the bottom of the page. Our Discord link is there. Click on it. You can join us, chat with us, tell us yeah, how you know weird what, we are. Weigh in on who would win in a four-way wrestling, four-on-four wrestling match between us three, Jody, uh, versus the uh, hosts of the Legend of Retro. Yep, the, the answer is us. That's guys. That's yeah, we would win. hundred percent. We are way meaner. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got, guys. Anything else? Okay. Before we dig nope. ourselves in a deeper hole, uh, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs>